Welcome to the Giants Huddle, a New York Giants podcast. I'm Madeline Burke, and welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle podcast, which you can find on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and also all of your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review if you like what you hear. Joining me today is Giants Super Bowl champion Michael Strahan. All right, Michael. Uh, Eli Manning, your former teammate, has announced his retirement, had the press conference earlier today. But as we look at the end of his NFL career, it's easy to reflect on the beginning. What was your first impression of this kid out of Ole Miss coming in here to be the Giants quarterback? Well, well, my first impression of Eli, who I, who's, I never consider a former teammate, he's always my teammate. He's always my guy, all of my teammates were. But it, my first impression was he's quiet. What is his personality like? Oh, he's just here. You don't. He he didn't do anything to um, ruffle any feathers. He didn't do anything to stand out um, in the locker room. All he did was show up to play, and it was a little bit of a different vibe from what you were used to getting out of the first round pick or the quarterback who was going to be the face of the team. And uh, he's lived up to all of it though, in his own way. How long did it take him to go from that quiet guy to the kind of prankster, kind of pull your pigtail type of guy in the locker room? It took him some years, in my opinion, because he was always the prankster, but he was always slick and sly about it. Quiet, like the quiet assassin who you don't know, why are my feet purple because someone put some dye in my shoes? And he'd be the last guy you'd think of, but he was the one who would do it. It took him a, a few years to get comfortable enough to do that. But he was always a guy you knew you could trust. He was just trustworthy. He was fun to be around. He was he was a guy that um, that you were, you were glad was there. You knew he was going to get your best out of him. If it was the best on the field or best in the locker room, it was going to be the best prank too. He was just an all-around guy. Is there a moment that you remember that you can think of that you knew this guy has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback for the New York Giants? When you would see him in practice and he would throw the ball and you would go, whoa, that was a heck of a throw. Well, I've never seen anybody quite do it like that. He just had this easiness about him. And, and I know a lot of people said his personality doesn't fit New York. I think his personality fit New York perfectly because he stayed above it all. He didn't care. He wasn't going to go back and forth and argue. He wasn't going to read a, bad, a criticism of himself and, and hold it against somebody. He was just going to come in and do his job and be easy Eli. I thought his personality was, was absolutely fantastic because he didn't need to be out there because we had a lot of other guys who were out there enough. And I loved playing with him because it was as if I didn't mind being out there. I didn't mind the criticism. I, I, I felt like, hey, as long as my quarterback is feeling good, then I'm feeling good because they could do without me. We can't do without him. Take me back to the the NFC Championship game, Green Bay. Oof. I mean, even your reaction right there. It's a Oof. memorable game. How would you remember his performance under those conditions in that setting? A lot has been made about Eli's performances in, in Super Bowls, which rightfully so. Amazing throws at the most unbelievable times that were some of the greatest plays in NFL history. But the way he played in Green Bay was nothing short of amazing. I couldn't believe he could grip the ball, throw the ball, the way he was doing it with so much zip on it, perfectly, practical bursts of catching it like they're in the backyard because I was freezing to death. Everybody's freezing to death. I'm, I know personally, I'm thinking, 
I can't wait to quit and get inside. <laughs> Can they please speed this clock up? But he was out there as if it was, we were in, in, in Miami in the summertime. He was not affected. And that was the most amazing game I've ever seen him play. And I always bring that up to people to say, you guys don't know cold until you played in Green Bay in that game that we did when minus 20-something with windchill. But Eli Manning looked as if he was not cold at all. I don't know how he did it, and I wished he would have shared, shared his secret because maybe I would have been a little warmer and played a little bit better myself. Because that level of cold requires a rare type of mental toughness. I mean, guys have go out there with short sleeves on to try to show, hey, look, I'm tough, I can handle the cold. But is that really the key, that mental toughness aspect in that setting? It's 100% mental. You know, you have the guys who try to do the no sleeves and I'm not cold, but then you look out there and they're shivering. But he had no sign of that. Um, you know, put his hands in the little pockets, take them out, take the ball and, and advance it down the field. I, I still don't know how he did it. I've never asked him how he did it. But he just never looked affected. His demeanor, his facial expressions, his body language, nothing about him ever changes. And, and I don't know what he's going to do now that he's retired from football. Hopefully we're going to play some golf. And I think he should be a poker player because he has a hell of a poker face. <laughs> How important is that in a quarterback, though, to have that constant, even keel energy? I think it's very important. Regardless of if Eli was ever a rah-rah guy or not, he's still the leader of the team. He's a guy that touches the ball on, on every offensive play. He's a guy that we always look to. He's a guy who has to guide us. When things not going right, who are you going to look at? You're going to look at your quarterback. And just to look at him and know he wasn't rattled by any situation when we were down in the biggest games in the history of the Giants, he was never rattled. And if he was, we could never tell, which just gave us confidence. And, and that's something I'll never forget is, is seeing him before games. And I got Brandon Jacobs' locker right next to Eli, and I would go around and say, you know, good game, or touch the guys and say, God, let's go. And I'm giving Brandon a pep talk before every game, but then Eli would be right next to him, and he would just be sitting there just looking at me like a little, like a little deer with doe, little big eyes just looking. And all I could do was reach out my hand and say, have fun, young man, have fun. Just like that, that demeanor and just smile, because he calmed me down. And that's a very unique trait that I don't see a lot of players having there. He is unique. He's one of a kind. He really is one of a kind. You mentioned there's a lot of big games. The Giants kind of played from behind one of those Super Bowl 42 yeah, yeah, uh, in Arizona. That. And, you know, a lot's been made of you running up and down the sidelines saying, this is going to be it. This is going to be the final score and all that. And I know in that setting, you know, the offense, the defense, you're not often on the sideline together. But what do you remember from Eli down the stretch and kind of sensing from him. One thing I learned in my career is that I would get, I would stand up when we weren't on the field most of the game and watch the offense. And I would stand where they could see me because I want them to know I appreciate what you do and I know you're working hard and I want to watch your work. And I was standing, I always stand, stood opposite of where the team was when they were here. I stood at that end of the sideline. And watching Eli on that final drive was, was the most amazing thing because he did something so out of the ordinary for him to do. He wasn't the guy who was, was necessarily going to avoid a sack with sweet footwork. But somehow he kept his balance when he usually trips over his own feet. I don't know how he did that. And then to throw the ball perfectly to David Tyree, who made the most amazing catch ever off his helmet, but for Eli to get out of that in the first place was amazing because 
as you mentioned, standing there on the sideline and the, and the score is, is 14 to 10. Patriots are undefeated. Our last drive of the game. And to say 17-14 is going to be the final score, believe it, it will happen. And I'm, the offensive guys are looking at me because I can't do anything about it. It's on them. And they're looking. I don't know if they were looking like, yeah, we got it, or if they were looking like, oh, man, shut up and move out the way. But Eli, I just remember him standing back there. When I used to do stomp you out speeches, he would just stand back there. Never change. And that, that final drive was the same Eli. Calm as a whistle under pressure and then just makes things happen when they need to happen. And um, God, I couldn't be more thankful for him. Made my career. Without him making that play, I don't think my life after is what it is. I, I really don't. Because being a Super Bowl champion because of the, what he did put another level on anything I've ever accomplished in football and off the field. Now that he's retired and he's walked away from the game, is there a story that you can share with us that's your favorite Eli Manning story? Mm. Favorite Eli Manning story? There are many. Most of them involve drinking. Because he's a little wild boy when he gets a little liquor in him. <laughs> We've seen the I'm napkin not gonna do toss. those stories. I'm not We've gonna do those napkin toss. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna do those stories. But we'll, I will say, though, I do like the prank that guys play on each other. And I love Sean O'Hara's prank on Eli, where he cut the hole in the bottom of his pants. So when Eli put his hands under to take a snap, he was greeted by a few of Sean's friends. Um, I think that that is one of my favorite stories. And I have, haven't shook Eli's hand since. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some, some pranks shared in here. And oh. that is by far the best one. You know, I, I, the offensive linemen are the absolute worst, and he's a, a honorary lineman because he spends so much time with those guys. So, yeah, the pranks there with those guys were pretty, some of them pretty nasty. We probably, probably would still be fighting, not talking right now if they did them to me, but they'd love doing it to each other. Did you ever get in on the prank? No, not like that. Not like that. Offensive linemen, they'd be in the shower. You know, it's a communal shower. And you're sitting there talking to the guy as we're talking. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And the water's warm. So you don't notice that the guy is actually, because it, it's, it's warm like the water. Oh, no. On you. <laughs> See, I personally would hurt you. The offensive lineman goes, oh, that was funny. You're like, I better have a jellyfish sting over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The offensive linemen are a little different breed. <laughs> and Eli is really... An offensive lineman. Because he's done some pretty shady stuff. Oh my God, I love it. All right, Super Bowl is just around the corner. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about your clothing line partnering with G3 for this special limited edition Super Bowl clothing right here we've got. Well, it's cool because um, G3, Carl Banks, mm -hmm. ex giant, mm -hmm. um, big part of that. So to have us both team up together to create a, this capsule for the Super Bowl, it, it's special. It really is because Carl's been in this business for a long time. I've been in the business for about five or six years in a different capacity. So this is the first stab at um, at an NFL line. Mm -hmm. And we're excited about it because this is the NFL capsule, like Super Bowl capsule, Super Bowl 54, available at shop.michaelstrahan.com. 
Plug. Yeah, a plug. Plug. Or, you know, you can go to NFL Experience. We'll have the pop-up shop down in Miami. But it's just a way for the fans who love the Super Bowl, won't be able to make it, or those who want to make it, who, you know, want to look good when they get there. This is a way for them to do it. And so I'm honored to be able to do this with G3 and Carl. And in the future, we have a lot bigger things rolling out. Well, because with your line, with MSX by Michael Strahan, you have Mm -hmm. a lot of menswear. You've got some suiting and and such. And this is a little bit more leisurely, casual. I like the quarter zip instead of the button. Yeah, you know, it's it's like an athleisure. You know, we mix it up. MSX. Uh But, you know, yeah, so we did see the M at the bottom. I like that subtle detail here. It's like the little things like that. You Mm -hmm. know, the zipper that. It's like the the zip. I do. I'm very involved in it. There's nothing that goes through that I don't touch, that I don't see, that I don't say, yeah, I like that. I don't like that. Can you move that? Can you change this? Very involved because your name's on it. My name's on it. So. I don't like to just do things and not be involved because if something succeeds and you're not involved and you get all this credit, you can't really feel great about that. You can act like you do, but in my heart, I couldn't. But if something fails and you get all the blame, then you got to take all the blame. So you might as well get involved in whichever way it goes. You can feel good for the credit or you can just take the blame and know that I did my best at it. How did this partnership with G3 and Carl Banks come about? Well, I have another, I have the um, collection by Michael Strahan, which we sell at JCPenney, which has done very well. It's their number one um, tailored brand in their store for suits and everything else. And then we had MSX as well, which we um, have been around for three years now. And that has done extremely well. So this was a way for us to expand, get involved back with the NFL. I mean, none of this happens without my involvement with the NFL. So it was coming home. To be honest with you, to be to partner up with Carl and, and do this and with the NFL behind it. So also, is there women's? Because uh, my name also That's starts a, with an M. Okay, your name starts with the M. So this is what we got. We have three different styles for men with two colorways. We have four styles for women with three colorways. So you are taken care of. Oh, I love it. Yes. Love Make it. sure that you represent it well with Super Bowl 54. The only thing that's missing is that the Giants aren't in Super Bowl 54. But you know what? Now that you've got this going off the ground for Super Bowl 54, then maybe next year or in years to come when the Giants are, you'll be an old vet with the Super Bowl yeah. capsule. Over That's here, why right? I started it. Just in anticipation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. next year or the year after. We'll see. Like I'm that. ready. You're always thinking ahead. Always thinking. So you've been you've been doing this clothing thing for about five years. Uh-huh. You've got the menswear, the suiting. You've got the athleisure going on. How has this evolved and how has your role as, you know, a fashion designer really taken off. Is this what you expected? No, not at all. But it's been, it's fun. And, and being in the NFL locker room is all about fashion. You will see some of the best looks ever. And you will see some of the worst looks ever. Because <laughs> guys are from all over the country. Everybody's very individual. And, and so many guys want to stand out. And some do it in a good way. And some do it in a way. It's like, did you get dressed in the dark? But it teaches you about fashion. And for me, waking up every day, being on, being on the news or, uh, or commentating football, I'm always in a suit. So for me, it's a natural thing to wear a suit, and, and I want to look good. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in control of that if possible. So that's why the, the, the um, collection and the suits came about. And then when I'm not at work, I'm very casual. Like, I'm not wearing a suit when I don't have to wear a suit. And that's where the athleisure line came about. But I'm still a big sports fan. I mean, I... I, I am, into football. I mean, it's what I do for a living. It's one of my favorite things that I get a chance to do. So it's a natural progression to do this with G3. And absolutely. Now Super Bowl 54, of course, is on Fox. 
You'll mm-hmm. be doing the game. You're going to be down in Miami, I'm sure, for a long week of content coverage. Um, long week, but a good week. Yes. Yeah, we're down there. We have, man, seven hours of programming through all of our, our things that we're doing. We're shooting part of the show on a huge stage that we built in South Beach. Then we're doing the rest of it from the from the stadium, from the game. So we got to be there for an hour and a half and transfer over to the stadium to finish up the show there, which is going to be great. I have to interview J-Lo and Shakira for the show for the halftime. That's, you know, the, the stuff they asked me to do is so un, unfair, <laughs> unfair. But all of a sudden, I got all these friends who care about my job. They want to show up. <laughs> Can we go with you? No, no, no. You need a PA for the day? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, good luck. Really excited to see how this takes off for Super Bowl 54. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you. Michael Strahan, thank you so much. And looking forward to seeing all of this merch on shelves and on football fans everywhere. And thanks to you for listening to today's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. We appreciate you being with us on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. And as a reminder, the show is also available on all popular podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe or add us to your favorites list. I'm Madeline Burke. We'll see you next time.